You're tuning in to the Still Minimum Wage Podcast with your hosts, Courtney Spifa and Sam. We are three creative entrepreneurs who met during a group coaching program and started a podcast so that we could share all of our struggles, talk about all the real and the raw of owning a creative business. Each week, someone's going to step into the hot seat and we're going to get coached by our other two buddies on the call. We love talking about business, marketing, systems, and getting organized. And what does it look like to finally build a business that pays you a little bit more than minimum wage? This is a show for you if you're a creative entrepreneur and you're looking for some comrades along your journey. We're three friends trying to build our own little creative empires. There's a ton that we're learning along the way of best practices for business, marketing, and mindset. And we're here to share with you the nuggets of what we are taking with us on the journey. We're going to be discussing a lot of things during this podcast, both the real and the raw of how we do things behind the scenes, how we're really feeling when we're running a business. It's not always the glitz and the glam. There's always a bunch of things that as business owners, we always have to go through, but we don't often talk about. So by tuning into this podcast, you are going to be connecting with us in that way and seeing how it is that we are venturing out with our own journey so that you can take it as a lesson for your own journey. Let's meet our hosts. Hey guys, I'm Courtney of Cortland Creative. I'm a social media manager turned coach that specializes in helping creatives, especially in the wedding industry, figure out how to make content that tells their brand story and converts and to do it without spending endless hours making social media posts. I started my agency and my coaching business after spending six years in corporate marketing, working for Forbes 500 companies, and I'm now teaching what the marketing needs to know things are to creatives that are just getting organized in their marketing activities. Hey everyone, so I am FIFA. I help service-based female entrepreneurs create their dream website using clean, minimal, and modern designs and helping you book more calls with your clients through having a beautiful website that actually helps to convert. Hey, I'm Sam. I'm the founder of Awesome Design Co., the branding design service for online coaches who want to stand out on Instagram. I help them create custom branded designs for their content so that it stands out and it is clear for their audience to consume their content. All right, let's get into the conversation of today's topic. We're just going to talk about our background. It just so happens that we are all of Asian descent. And I think that plays actually a significant role in our life and in our careers as creative entrepreneurs. And so if you relate and if you uh, are also from an Asian background and trying to start a business, especially in the creative space, you might be able to relate to the fact that this is unknown territory to our parents and family members. And you probably have to deal with a lot of flack at home when people ask you about what you're doing with your life. So who wants to jump in and kind of share some of that juicy gossip? 
Well, the crazy thing for me is that I actually come from a pretty creative family. My grandfather was a commercial photographer and my sister studied photography in college, but I never felt like that was something my family really encouraged with me. Like it was fine that as a kid, I was drawing, making beaded jewelry, even, you know, like trying to find like little ways to be incentivized to do chores, <laughs> making money. But when it came to me telling my parents after college that I wanted to be a wedding photographer, it still really like rings in my mind, like these words that I was, I think I was 24 and wedding photography was just starting to become more accessible with blogs becoming more popular and just digital evolving. And I always knew that I had a passion for photography. God knows how much money my parents spent on developing my film. And I've always loved weddings just because I'm kind of girly and feminine like that. And I, I love the parties. I love the dresses. So to me, in my mind, it made sense to work on a creative endeavor and to try and make money. But literally my parents told me, you cannot do this. If you do this, you need to move home. I wasn't making that much money. So I was like, whoa. And they were like, no, you need to go get a job at the UC, which is the University of California, where I'm from. And their mind was like, and it still is something that comes up very often. Like, what is your plan for retirement going to be? And they told me, they're like, you don't know how to run a business. You can't, you can't do this. And so I think that was something that really has stayed with me. And even recently this year with the pandemic, kind of challenges our conversations about this. So, you know, once again, after working about like 10, 12 years in corporate, in education, I still have this creative bug where I love, I just love to create content and I understand how to teach. And so I wanted to be able to help other small businesses grow their small businesses with, you know, not working for the man, as I like to say, and, you know, being more one-on-one, but just in like little conversations where I would test the water to see if their mindset had changed. It did not feel like it. And I was stressed. Like I just, this passion was growing. I wanted to do it. I was making plans, but I was like, how am I going to tell my parents that I want to quit my job to run my own business? And it kind of got to that point where like my job was driving me crazy and my soul was dying, but I was trying to grow my business at the same time. So I was working like long days and literally the week that I was going to tell them I got fired. And I was like, Oh, I literally don't need to have this conversation that I'm going to quit my job. It's like, what, what else can I do? So that was kind of like a mixed blessing, but it's still really hard to talk about how this is. And I feel like I don't want to share how things are going until I feel like I've hit this certain mark where I've replaced my full-time job income. And as everyone can relate to, there's struggles that I encounter every day. There's mindset blocks that I hit. So it's still kind of a challenging topic um, within my family. And even when they do say that they want to support me, my mind tends to feel like it's pity and not true support. Yeah, I can totally understand what you mean by that. Um, well, for for me, it's more, I, I was always that creative type, even when I was like, since five years old or so, I was always drawing and I would always be, you know, doing some crafts. And as I got older, 
you know, the typical Asian parents are always like, go into business or go into science or something. Um, but I was always lost about what I wanted to do. I always went into like general programs because I still didn't know what I wanted to do as I got older. And um, I went into economics, which is like really random, but I, I had no idea what else to do. So I'm like, okay, you know what, let me just go into it and then see how things pan out. And then when I remember at one point I wanted to go into psychology because I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool with human psychology. It's such an interesting topic. And my parents were like, uh, no, if you go into psychology, if you work with crazy people all day, you're going to turn crazy yourself. So I never really had that um, that freedom of choice in, in the things that I wanted to actually do. So that was something that always, it was something I struggled with um, as I got older. And um, I so I, I did want to go into art at, at the beginning. My parents were not for that either. They're like, you're not going to make any money doing art. So go into business or something. So I ended up going to business and graduating in business management um, at John Molson School of Business. And so I graduated from that. Uh, I gave up almost halfway <laughs> because I was not motivated at all. I didn't really know what I wanted to do with my life. But my mom was like, just keep going. You're almost there. Once you finish and you graduate, you university you can do whatever you want so after she told me that I was like okay I'm just gonna finish it and get my graduate degree and then I can do whatever I want she said so I um, pretty much started working in corporate and um, I never got the job that I wanted in management um, it was just really really hard because uh, I was well I'm originally from Montreal I'm in Toronto now but I had always this issue of not knowing French so French was always a limiting factor for me and I never was able to get the job that I wanted um, so because of that I just worked at administration jobs my whole life and there was always something that was stopping me or, or like I always felt like um, I, I created craved a creative outlet of some sort because I am naturally like I love doing creative stuff so I felt, I always felt there was this hole or this like missing something missing in my life and then eventually that's when I started taking up a bunch of side hustles trying to figure out what it was that I wanted to do with my life and then <laughs> eventually um, when I got fired, uh, that's when my whole life changed and I didn't tell my parents at all. <laughs> it was like a secret. Um, I pretended to go to work for like six months after I got fired <laughs> and because I was so afraid to face my mom and even up to this day, my mom still does not know that I got fired. I just said uh, I moved to Toronto and I just like, went to Toronto and made that as an excuse. And even to this day, I know if she listens to this podcast, she's probably gonna know by now, but it's okay. Like she'll, she'll I know she'll eventually find out, but it's like the past, so it's okay. <laughs> but uh, yeah, after I got fired, that's, that's really what um, basically started my whole business. I found my zone of genius and I've been doing it ever since. And my parents are divorced and I, I'm, I have a good relationship with them and they're perfectly fine with whatever it is now that I do. My dad doesn't really know what I do as long as I'm making money. 
But my mom, she's okay now because I got that graduate degree like she wanted and things didn't end up working for me. But now that she sees like what it is that I'm doing, she always telling me like, maybe you should get a job and then do that on the side. But I really, really wanted to just try out for myself how to run a business and then see how things go from there. But she's starting to finally accept that. So my background dates all the way back to when I was a kid. I was always drawing and writing. At the age of 10, I was writing Buffy fan fiction. I was making fan art. And that's when I discovered GeoCities HTML and like basically the world of like making websites. And since I was so obsessed with Buffy, I was I taught myself to make my own website. And it was just from there. And then also I was competitive a little bit where I was like, okay, I can't beat the other fan sites based on the information they have because they have been at it longer than me, but their sites are not really attractive. And so I was like, I can make mine really good. So taught myself Photoshop and uh, the rest is history really. When I went to college, I went for graphic design. I went thinking that I was going to eventually work for a company and and do design work for like celebrities and whatnot, since I had a little bit of a experience there. But I then interned for Warner Music Group and the creativity in, in the design marketing for like musicians is really just not there. I think most of the creativity really is just for the album designer. But for as far as marketing goes, really are just combining text with photography and that's it. And then also the commuting. I think a lot of people maybe dream of becoming a designer and going to the city and working for a Fortune 500 and like doing that whole lifestyle. But that wasn't me. I do not like commuting. And especially now I have two dogs. I just love being home all the time. So that just wasn't uh, in the cards for me. And then what magic happened was in my last year of college, I found an entrepreneurship class that I took as an elective. And that changed my world. I was like, wait, I can start my own business. Going into a little bit of my background, my grandparents immigrated from the Philippines. They pretty much worked whatever job they to get to support the family. We were like a family of eight. Pretty much a, a lot of my family members are are creative, but never really went into the creative field. And so by me going to school for graphic design, that was kind of being the first family member to go that route. And I'm also the oldest of my four siblings and my grandmother's 11 grandchildren on my mother's side. And so I feel a lot of pressure to really make it and be a good influence and role model for the rest of the kids in the family. And so it's been a stressful journey trying to prove myself as a a business owner, because right off the bat, I graduated college and I said I wasn't going to get a job. I was going to work for myself, but but school did not teach me business. It didn't teach me to market myself, price my services, or any of that stuff. And so I really just turned to the internet to do that. And in trying to figure that out, both freelancing and also I feel like I was living like that kind of starving artist life where I was working like cafe jobs or whatever. Actually worked at a coffee shop, a local coffee shop for a while. And that was fun, actually. But then I quit because I was like, I'm finally going to make it. Like I had an idea whether it was like I had some success on Fiverr or actually met some 
fellow entrepreneurs and we were going to start a company together and I was going to be the lead designer. I flew out to Carolina to to meet up with them and start that business and nothing came out of that. Then I went back to that same cafe and worked there for another year. Prior to the pandemic, I was actually being my cousin's nanny. I was uh, with them for 12 hours of the day, taking them to school, picking them up and staying with them until their parents got home. And I loved it. I loved giving back to my family in that way, but also they were still supporting me. So not only were they supporting me in that, you know, keeping that roof over my head, but they were also paying me to take care of their kids. And I appreciate it, but I wanted to be the one who provided for them now. I don't know if you guys can relate to that kind of Asian culture of where like you're taken care of and then you become the adult and you return the favor and take care of your family. And so like that is a big driver in me wanting to have a lot of success uh, in life and in business. And also the reason why sometimes when I struggle, I cry alone in my room. I cry when my mom is asking me too many questions and voicing the insecurities in my head. When I'm in my room, I just pace back and forth and like pick things up and put them back down. A, a fun thing I would like to share, though, is that um, like I think you you said people like your parents don't really know what you do. Um, I still have like family members try to sh- show support a little bit. We're like, oh, I know this person who might need web design um, or something like that. And I'm like, hey, guys, I don't do web design anymore. And they're like, well, what do you do? I'm like social media design. And they're like, uh-huh. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, they don't know what that is. <laughs> My dad is like still, he, he's like, as long as you make money, that I'm proud of you, as long as you're making money. And like, it took my mom forever to like really understand what it was that I actually do. Like, she was so against it until she started seeing results. Like, like I mean, not like significant crazy results, but just like she sees me growing as a person. And that was when she was starting to really accept it. But before she, you know, like she still has this little, um, she has this this um, thing in the back of her mind that because she used to own a restaurant and she failed at it. Um, that's probably something I should have brought up. She did own a business before, multiple restaurants like um, in Ottawa, and she she pretty much went bankrupt because it didn't work out. So now because of that, she's had that fear of like running a business. So now when she, when I said like, oh, I, I'm going to do a business and everything, she was like, oh, are you sure? I don't know about that. You know, because she's afraid as a mom, you know, like how that's going to turn out because she's had such a bad experience with it. But now that, you know, everything's different now, we have social media and, you know, there's so many different ways for you to market yourself. You just have to know how to like play around with it and see what works for you. Um, compared to back then, it was, it was different. And running a restaurant is really, really hard too. Mm. So there was also that that made her feel like, okay, I don't know if this is something you should do, but you know, try to do it. And you know, if if it doesn't work out, go get a job and just like get something to, you know, help you pay the bills while you're building this. So. 
we'll see <laughs> if she's gonna you know if I'm gonna have to end up going back to a job like I'm trying not to but so far you know based on my experience it's like I'm slowly growing and I'm happy that things are slowly starting to work out and she's starting to accept it Wow. I don't know if you guys can relate to this or if you've even been able to pinpoint what your parents uh, perceive to be success, but I think that my parents' issue with my career choices have less to do with it being creative and actually more to do with it being like an entrepreneurship thing. And to them, I don't know that they really care about like the amount of money that I make in terms of like if I can pay my bills. But one thing that they bring up constantly is retirement, it's security, and it's healthcare. So I think that I could potentially be making 100K, but the fact that I'm paying for my own healthcare is something that they're not happy about. And I find that just to be really interesting. And I've tried to bring up to them that having a corporate job is not more secure than working for yourself. And in fact, I feel like it's not um, because as FIFA and I experienced, you can get fired like at any point and they're not really invested in your long-term plan. But to them, that's just something that they really value. And I don't know if it's because my grandparents have made it a point to like take care of their own retirement. Like they're not necessarily looking at my parents to like take care of them. And I think my parents have made those same choices. Um, But my mom uses the excuse all the time of like when she talks about retirement, sometimes I'm like, I don't want to talk about this anymore. And she's like, well, I'm just bringing it up because I'm your mom. Can you guys relate to that at all? Yeah. Every time I make a sale now, I'm like, oh, I made a sale. And then she was like, what are you, are you uh, putting something away for social security? Like what's happening with that? And I'm like, yes, grandma, I'm paying my business taxes every quarter. And she's like, yeah, but what about social security? I'm like, that's what it goes to. (laughs) And I was like, just so heated. I'm like, I hate when they talk about social security. I'm only 30. I still have time. You know, if, and like FIFA said, at the end of the day, I can get a job and get social security benefits you know, my life falls off or something like that. <laughs> but at this point, I'm just trying to validate that this is what I want to do with my life. I don't know. It's it's just super stressful because I don't care about that right now. I just, I just want to make money doing what I want to do. Yeah, making a career choice based on passion is like something that just does not compute in my parents' minds. And, you know, my, so actually also my parents are divorced as well. Um, My biological father, he's always been in nonprofits, but not necessarily very successful. But on the converse, my stepfather, who, you know, he is married to my mom and like, I'm really close to them. He's worked the same job for 25 years and his commute is super far. And I know he doesn't love it. And so I can like understand that, the evaluation of doing what you're passionate about because that's not something he or or my mother have ever done. But it's also just a really interesting shift in our generation's mentality from their mentality because it's very possible that you can work for yourself and then you get a job offer to go work at a corporate, you know, a brand or an agency, become a director, and then you decide to leave and go back to consulting. And within our generation, that's not seen as a bad thing. But I think in in um, our parents' minds, it's like really confusing and hard to process. 
about getting advice from like your family members who never started a business and they're like yeah you should you should file as an s corp or like you should do this and you're just like leave me alone that's <laughs> yeah me. i i totally can't yeah <laughs> Okay, I want to shift the conversation a little bit to others who like hashtag relate to any of the stories that we shared. What it has been like one kind of saving grace for you, like a like a mindset shift or a tactic that you use to kind of navigate these family comments, pressure, internal pressure, external pressure, and just kind of like not so quiet judgment of them. Uh, I can share that one thing I have realized within my family that is helpful is for me to educate them and not in an emotional way and like not in an angry way. So, you know, when they do have advice or they have their thoughts um, or, or even like their silent judgments, it doesn't help when I react um, from a place where I feel like I'm being personally attacked. Like they, they don't realize all of the resources that are available to learn how to run a small business, whether it's on Etsy, it's your own site, it's your service. And so there's, you know, a lot that you learn after college that you don't learn in your university where you can fill in those gaps of things that are required to run a successful business. And then if you have the skill set, you can teach it. And so exposing them to those potentials, talking with them about the things that I'm learning has helped to bridge a little bit of that gap and help build my own authority in their minds. And just like you have to build the authority with your audience of someone that doesn't know you, I realize there's some of that that needs to happen within my family as well. And the other thing is having my own goals and telling them what those goals are. So it is definitely one of my goals that when we're older, I just kind of a mind this guy one. I want to go on a vacation with them and I want to pay for everything. And I don't want it to feel like it's a huge hit. It's like money that I've saved away. And they've done the same thing for me as a kid. And so, you know, I don't want to do it to show them like, hey, look at all this money I'm flush with. But it's a way that I want to live out the values that they've given me. So sharing my goals and also sharing about what I'm learning and what I'm getting better at is helping to foster that conversation and to shift their mindset and their perspective on what entrepreneurship is. I think I make it a point to make time for helping out my family. So my grandma's retired now and she had a couple of like incidents where she wasn't, she's, she's rocking and rolling now. She can drive on her own, but there were instances where she had to kind of take a pause from being so uh, independent and so I would be there to help her. And so what I'm hoping is that they can see that, you know, in this choice, I don't have to ask my boss to take the day off, right? I don't have to report to anyone that have a family emergency. I mean, besides my clients, but for the most part, that goes un- unseen by them. And so I guess my, my advice to others is just to, if you were going to have an co- open conversation like Courtney has with her parents, is just be like, listen, it's, it's not just about money. It's about being there for you and um, spending time as much time with the family that I want to in the present now while we're all here versus like me just kind of slaving away at a job and then 
you know, let's say certain families then pass. And it's like, you missed that, that time because you were just working at a job that you didn't like just for the money. I think that's really huge, especially as our parents get older um, and, you know, God willing, there aren't any huge health issues, but I know that in my family, there's, they're the ones that drop everything and go. And so I think that's a huge thing to communicate that it is also about the availability and it's the investment to be there and to, it's like not just having time for like the fun stuff, but hey, you need someone to take you to a doctor's appointment. I completely can do that for you because I can shift my schedule and shift my priorities. And I think it's also maybe to our parents that work really hard, it's showing them we don't work less. We just work different hours than a typical nine to five. Yeah, it's true. Like my my parents, well, my mom specifically, she's worked two or three different jobs at a time, I think pretty much her whole life. And seeing her work so much for so many years, it's like she's she's so used to it. And, you know, she sees that, okay, yeah, like um, I may just have one job and I'm trying to pull through with it and she may not that's that's maybe something that she doesn't she wasn't okay with at the beginning because she's so used to working so many different jobs that's why she keeps telling me like oh maybe she get a second job you know just to like make sure that you can pay the bills and I mean I have worked at like two different jobs at a time while going to university and it was crazy like I could not do it um I did it for some time but I stopped after a while um but it's just something that my parents well my mom has gotten used to now as she sees me continue to continuing to just like work on one thing but doing it really well um and so it's taken her some time to like adapt to it but it also helps when she's like following me on social media too because she i speak to my mom in english like i don't speak to her in vietnamese or anything so i mean it's a lot easier to communicate with my mom compared to let's say my dad who i speak vietnamese to but i my vietnamese is not that great but that's another reason why he doesn't really understand what i'm doing (laughs) i'm kind of just like okay like i say a little bits and pieces here but he's like okay well um well if you're doing good then i'm happy for you but her at least like i can communicate with her properly because she can speak english she follows me on social media and sees my stories and sees my my posts so over time like her being able to like follow me and see how it is that i'm growing while doing this has really helped her to like accept the fact that okay like maybe i'm not making the money that you know she was making when she was working like two three jobs but she sees how happy i am she sees like how much i'm growing as a person while doing this business so that's making her learn to accept it more and actually continue supporting me and actually rooting for me along the way so that's i feel like social media like having having your parents follow you on social media if they're more technologically savvy um and being able to share those that stuff for them to follow through with you on your journey has really i I think it's gonna help a lot in letting them accept that fact that like you're growing it also helps if you're sharing it too so just like making that effort to just share whatever it is that you're learning on your journey um that that's really what helped me i definitely want to add in that it's not easy 
to share. It's not easy to be open up to open up and to have these conversations. Like, you know, hashtag relatable again. I cried so much on New Year's Day in front of my mom, which is, you know, in my mind, the one person I don't want to cry in front of. And for the first time, you know, she was just asking me how things were going and she could tell that I was stressed. I think that's the other thing is our parents can sense how we're doing, but they don't know why. They don't know what's that mindset block that I just hit. Like I completely missed my sales goal. Like they don't understand. They just see that like, we're not doing well. And that conversation turned into me telling her, you know, exactly what I was sharing earlier. I'm never going to tell you when I'm not doing well, because you're going to tell me to give up and to quit and to go back and to get a corporate job. And so I have no incentive to share with you when things are going badly. Like you're, you're just going to tell me all of the things that are not helpful in that moment. And you know, I'm like saying this and my, my eyes are welling up and I'm like, don't let the tear come down. But it's like, my voice is choking up. And I was like, well, this is like the worst New Year's day ever. But the outcome of that was, you know, her hearing what my real fears were and when I was holding back. And then it gave her the opportunity to tell me that like, no, I want you to tell me when things aren't going well. And I want you to tell me what I can do to help you, even if it's really hard for you to make that ask. And it was humbling. Um, And I think that's what a lot of these conversations do force us to do with family. They humble us way more than our peers, way more than our coaches, because they see us and who we really are. But at the same time, we sometimes avoid it, even though it's going to make us stronger as entrepreneurs and as business owners. And it does also help to like build that connection with our family where, you know, for the most part, they really do care about our well-being. They just don't always know what to express or how to even come at it from a different way than what they've been used to. Yeah, like my, I guess for, um, my mom has had that mentality of like, well, she's always like that worried type of person. Like she's, she worries and gets stressed very easily. So I find like since, cause a few months ago or maybe like last month, actually, like I, I watched The Secret. Um, I know I remember mentioning you girl, two girls about it. Um, I watched The Secret documentary and... It was funny because, like, I, I had that book for so long, I just never really read it. And I don't even know how I got the book. <laughs> but um, it just, like, appeared out of nowhere. And I brought it along in every house that I moved to. And I never actually read it. And um, I decided to just, like, randomly start watching the documentary. Uh, and I talked about it to my mom. And it's so funny funny because I didn't think it was like going to have much of an impact or like you know she she might not really think so much about it but it actually like changed her life (laughs) to be honest like I, I actually never thought it was going to have that type of effect on her but when I was talking about it to her she actually started to be more mindful of the things that she says or um be more mindful of her thoughts so I feel like after I talked about it with her, she like completely started 
um, listening to podcasts like of Oprah or like listening to like positive podcasts and all that stuff. So it really, really changed her mindset entirely. And she's like really trying to be like she's already a positive person in general. Like that's how I got get my positivity from. But like after I talked about it, she's she has really changed her entire like think way of thinking and I feel like just talk being more open to your parents and um talking about the lessons that you learned or even just talking about things that you watch that has helped you you never know what they're going to take from it and you never know that it's going to change their life or anything so I feel like that really helped um my mom and now I can actually talk to her um more openly with about like certain things that I usually wouldn't talk about and she's usually really positive about it now she's um she doesn't say anything negative really um but I feel like that's really changed everything since I started talking about it to her so maybe you know like just being more mindful about that and trying to educate them like you said Courtney I think it really helps awesome so let's do our takeaways from the conversation my biggest takeaway is, oh, I have two, but I'll just pick one. Um, kind of what FIFA was sharing about her mom's experience is taking the time to hear about what they went through and to understand where, not only where their concerns are coming from, but like what was their career journey and what were their struggles um, helps to frame up the conversation in a way where we can be connected and we can show empathy to one another. I guess for me, would be pretty much like what Courtney said, just like being more vulnerable, uh, but also like (laughs) being able to share more about it because you never know how they're going to react, right? So I think just being open about it and um, like that's, that's just my biggest takeaway, just... I feel it's really nice to share with your parents everything that you learned. Just being able to share things with your parents is, is a big thing that I feel everybody should do, even though it may not be um, something easy to do. You being able to show a little bit of your vulnerability um, allows them to just connect with you better. For me, I really liked what FIFA said uh, about sharing your journey on social media. Um, all my family members are on social media. And if I would show up a little bit more frequently, then they can follow along in my journey and kind of be more transparent about what I'm doing. That was like my biggest thing. It was like, oh, I should probably share more on social media. I'm not at the point yet where I would have a sit down with them during dinner and be like, hey, this is what's going on in, in business but maybe in in the future I would just kind of share more like hey I'm doing okay business is still good you know just so that their anxiety about my well-being in future they'll feel a little bit more secure about that I love that takeaway I think that's a really actionable one and that we all can apply Yeah, so I think we can wrap it up with the resource of the week. 
So our resource of the week is our pick for free tools that we've been using to organize and grow our businesses because we know we're all just barely making minimum wage. So we're not going to be plugging really fancy tools. And these are all things that we've actually used in our businesses. Eva, what do you have in store for us? So the resource of the week that I would definitely recommend is ClickUp, which is a product management tool. It's cool because you can implement a lot of things in it. And it's more than just a project management tool. They have like a dashboard that you can actually embed your Excel sheets and have a chat section to have with your team members along with all these different little uh what's it called the squares that you can add into the dashboard um that you can just access everything in one place so definitely check that out it's really awesome this concludes our episode of still minimum wage podcast if you're interested in listening in on more of our conversations we encourage you to subscribe check the description for all our social media handles and stay tuned for the next episode because now we're going to start diving deep into our business problems. Don't forget to leave a review and just subscribe so that our parents know that we're not just talking to ourselves in our bedrooms. Please give us a review so that our parents know that we are being helpful to other people and sharing about our experiences. And subscribe so our parents know that we are not unemployed.